Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. A JLD here, and welcome to episode 1661 of EO Fire, where I share with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Productivity, discipline, and focus are my three greatest strengths, Fire Nation. They can be yours too at themasteryjournal.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Cameron Harold. Cameron, are you prepared to ignite? I'm ready to rock, John. Yes. Cameron is known around the world as the business growth guru. He's the mastermind behind hundreds of companies' exponential growth. He's built a dynamic consultancy, and his current clients include a big four wireless carrier and a monarchy. He earned his reputation for, as a business growth guru by guiding his clients to double their profit and double their revenue in just three years or less. Cameron, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Sure. Um, well, I'm a father. I have four kids, happily married. I've split my time between Scottsdale, Arizona and Vancouver, BC. So I get the best of both. Um, and I was groomed as an entrepreneur. My father was an entrepreneur. Both my grandfathers were entrepreneurs. And today my brother, sister and I each own our own company and have for 15 or 20 years each. So we were kind of groomed in the entrepreneurial sphere. And then I also married into an entrepreneurial family, my wife, brother, her parents, you know, that's all I've ever really known. Well, if you're recognizing Cameron's voice, Fire Nation, it's because he graced us with his presence back on episode 337. So Cameron, 1,300 episodes ago, you were on EO Fire and uh, you rocked the mic. He shared Fire Nation, his worst entrepreneurial moment. He shared one of his greatest ideas he had up to that point and how he turned that idea into, into success. So definitely go check out that episode if you get the chance. Uh, today, we're going to be changing things up a little bit. We're going to be talking a lot about meetings and why meetings, frankly, are just horrible in so many different ways and, frankly, how they can be better because some of them are necessary. So first off, Cameron, I do want to talk about what you today, here in 2017, consider your area of expertise. In just one or two sentences, what is that? I help entrepreneurs reverse engineer their dreams. I think where a lot of people are coaching and mentoring, when I can see where the entrepreneur wants to take their company, I'm world-class at helping them reverse engineer that and put the right systems and people and processes in place to actually make their dreams happen. Well, what's one of the biggest mistakes that we make as entrepreneurs going about this? Because again, we're not experts, you are. So what do we do wrong? Most of entrepreneurs are trying to um, hold people accountable and manage and kind of herd cats the whole time. Instead, what they really need to do is share their vision in a much clearer way with all their employees, customers, and suppliers. So I created a concept called a vivid vision, and that's a three or four page written document where they describe in vivid detail what their company looks like three years in the future. And almost as if they'd stepped into a time machine and it was December 31st, three years from now, and they were looking around describing every aspect of their company. When they share that four or five page written document with all of their employees, their customers, suppliers, then everybody can see what they can see and everyone can conspire to help make it happen. Today, what they tend to do is just share a one sentence mission statement and say, go team. Why are meetings horrible? Like, why are meetings just this time suck that everybody either wants to avoid or they look forward to it so they can catch up on their own personal email and social media? Like, why do so many meetings just stink? Well, the, the whole reason for me writing the book, Meetings Suck, was one of the CEOs that I was coaching said that his meetings were terrible. And I said, well, the problem isn't meetings. Meetings are amazing when you know how to run them. The problem is that most people have never had any training or spend any time teaching all of their employees how to actually run and participate and, and go to successful meetings. So 
meetings don't suck at all. We just tend to suck at running them. Well, what makes a top meeting? Well, the first off is just letting everyone know in advance why they're coming. So a very clear one sentence purpose, maximum of three outcomes, and then a very tight agenda that says this is what we're covering in this order and how many minutes we want to spend on each agenda item. And then just allowing people to opt in or opt out of that meeting agenda so they don't over-invite themselves. Too often people are just showing up at meetings because they got invited, but they know their time would be better spent working at something else. I will say that I was just at Ryan Levesque's mastermind here in Puerto Rico, and he played a video that's hysterical. I'll have to find it and and play it in the show notes, but he basically showed an in-person meeting, what it would look like. Um, but you know, done virtually. So people actually calling in. So people are actually walking the door being like, beep, John has <laughs> entered the room, but they're actually talking like that. And it just shows you the craziness of the unorganized meetings. And when you just don't set a plan and you don't actually sit down and say, Hey, this is what the agenda is. This is what we're going to get out of it. Then of course, mayhem's going to ensue. And I, I hear all these little things and maybe they matter. Maybe they don't Cameron. but I like your feedback on it. Cause you've obviously given a lot of time effort and thinking to this, you know, people say you should only be standing in your meetings when you sit down, you're less productive. Like what are some of those little hacks that you think do work and don't work? I'll give you a big one is every meeting has to start exactly on time. So today we are set to start at 40 minutes after the hour. Boom, we started exactly on time and that shows respect for each other. It builds a huge trust in the environment. But the only way that you can actually show up on time is to finish every meeting and finish every phone call five minutes early. And that way you've got enough time to walk down the hall, talk to your assistant, get a cup of coffee, go to the bathroom, sit down at your desk or change locations and start your next phone call or meeting on time. And I treat time very much like an Olympic athlete would. If I have a nine o'clock swim race, I wouldn't show up right at nine o'clock and come running out onto the pool deck and say, I'm here because the gun's going off. You have to show up five minutes early. If you don't, you're late. So just putting that system in place and then also training your employees when they come in and say, sorry, I'm late. What they're really saying is, F you, I'm selfish, I'm disrespectful, (laughs) my time is more valuable than yours. Sorry actually doesn't mean sorry at all. So we do need meetings. I mean, you said that and there's definitely meetings that are important to keep the business moving, to keep everybody on the same page. So what are those critical meetings that all companies do need? Yeah, we need meetings. We just need to run them in half the time we first think about booking them for. So some of the most um, important meetings are highly impactful meetings that every company needs. The first one is your annual retreat. That's when your leadership team gets off site and spends one or two days together, usually at an Airbnb or a breather location and just hangs out for a couple of days thinking through what the goals are for the company in the following year, what the core projects we need to do to make sure those goals happen, a little bit of normal team building from actually working and hanging out and living in the same space together, and some skill development. And that gets repeated at the beginning of every quarter. So typically your annual retreat is run three weeks or sorry, three months prior to the start of your fiscal year. And then three weeks prior to the start of every quarter, you do a half day or a full day quarterly retreat just to press reset on that plan and make sure everybody's on the same page. You also need a monthly financial meeting just to go over your financial statements with an advisor or with your team. And you're looking over your balance sheet, your cash flow statement and your P&L together. Often you'll even dig into the GL and really dig into the numbers together as a team. You also want to make sure that you have a monthly strategy meeting in place, just time to talk about stuff that might be coming down the pipe 12 months out. And it's just to brainstorm and blue sky and share ideas and information, but a regular pulse in your calendar. And if you're a high growth company, a company that's growing at 100% growth a year, you really want to have a strategy meeting weekly, just two hours of time for your leadership team to be brainstorming and blue skying. 
And then the last two big ones are your one-on-one coaching meetings, where if you flip the org chart upside down with the CEO at the bottom supporting the VPs who are supporting the managers, each person does a half-hour one-on-one meeting with their direct reports to coach them and give them the skill development, some direction, and some support. And then lastly is your stand-up company meeting, which is done every day around 11 o'clock and is only a seven-minute meeting, and that can be done virtually over Zoom or in person. Now, you've used the word over-invite a few times already during this chat. Why do so many companies actually over-invite the number of people to their meetings? I mean, one of the comments you just made was, you know, have a, a leadership growth team meeting. So, of course, like you would just want the leadership growth team there. But a lot of times, obviously, there'd be a lot of people that just don't need to be there. So why do so many companies over-invite and how do we avoid that? Yeah, a lot of times we think that we actually don't want to hurt someone's feelings. So we invite them to the meeting or we just want that little bit of that kumbaya group hug. When we really need to think about, we only have three resources, people, time, and money, and we need to allocate those three resources in the most effective way. So by over-inviting or inviting too many people to meetings, we're actually using the resources in the wrong way. And in fact, we're actually hurting people's feelings by inviting them to a meeting that they're not really going to be participating in because they know that they're wasting their time and they would rather be back at their desk getting some work done. Over-inviting Fire Nation, something that we all need to avoid. In Fire Nation, we have some value bombs that are going to be dropped, but first, we're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. One of the most critical things that I've done in my business to date is spending time doing things that don't scale, like engaging one-on-one with my audience. Now, I'll always engage one-on-one with my audience, but in order to grow a successful and sustainable business, implementing automation and other marketing strategies is a must. So what's the best way to build a meaningful relationship with your audience that's scalable? via email. Constant Contact's email marketing makes it easy for you to connect with your audience through easy-to-use tools like drag-and-drop design, real-time formatting, and a state-of-the-art editor, which makes it easy to create interactive content that drives engagement. Plus, with Constant Contact, you'll get free expert coaching when and where you need it, making it easy to get results fast. So if you ever have a question or need just a little marketing advice, there is someone there to help. See how you can be a marketer. Sign up for a free trial today at constantcontact.com slash podcast. That's constantcontact.com slash podcast. Have you ever hired a promising applicant only to find out their best performance was during the job interview? Whether you're screening candidates for an important position or looking for ways to improve productivity, Caliper can help. Caliper offers in-depth assessments for potential hires and current employees. Their deep knowledge and personality insights uncover key traits and behaviors, plus what motivates employees to succeed. And Caliper's unique approach works with every size company. In fact, their science and expertise have helped over 30,000 businesses hire retain and develop top talent. Assess your team today for free and you'll discover what makes each person tick and how to improve the performance of your team. They'll also give you an hour of free consulting. To find out more, visit calipercorp.com slash fire. That's calipercorp.com slash fire. Kim, we're back and you have something called the COO Alliance. And my question to you is, why'd you start this and what is the COO Alliance? 
Sure. Well, the COO Alliance is the only network of its kind in the world for second-in-commands. There's no entrepreneurs allowed. It's only the COOs or VP operations or GMs typically running companies that are $5 million to $50 million in revenue that want to scale. So just to step in here, because a lot of listeners sure. are strictly entrepreneurs. They might have never even worked in a corporate environment. So can you kind of define a COO? Yeah, the COO is really the second in command. It's the person who, if you were sick or out of the business or wanted someone to run your company for you, or the person that you would most turn to to be running your day-to-day operations, that would be your COO. It stands for Chief Operating Officer. We have four events every year held here in Scottsdale, and the members pick three of the four events to come to, and it gives them a confidential place to mastermind, work together as groups, present to the groups, and all work on building themselves as leaders and also working on building their companies. And there's just an inordinate number of groups out there for entrepreneurs. You know, everywhere you turn, there's another mastermind group or an organization where entrepreneurs can meet. And there's also places for engineers and marketers and IT professionals, but there was never a group for the second in command. So we started it a year ago and have a fantastic program and some incredible founding members. Now, I've spent some time in corporate America. I worked for John Hancock in Boston and kind of did the whole corporate thing for a while for sure. So I saw this kind of battle, this kind of infighting, you know, some jealousy. I saw a lot of things that were going on. And that's kind of one thing that I immediately think of is, well, you know, this second in command, the COO, is he going to potentially make the CEO nervous? I mean, how do you really foster a strong relationship between the CEO and the COO? Yeah, the COO's job is to truly make the CEO iconic. And I've actually played the COO role three times. You know, I was very well known for actually being the chief operating officer for 1-800-GOT-JUNK. So I came into that company as the 14th employee. And when I left six and a half years later, we had 3,100 employees system-wide. And my role as the chief operating officer was to truly make the CEO iconic and to help him build his brand. So I wrote, you know, ran every aspect of the company that he didn't want to. And we were the most trusting relationship in the company by far. We were literally the yin and yang relationship. So you obviously were a strong COO. And as you said, you know, this, a strong COO is going to make the CEO's job easier, all these different things. But let's really dive deep. Like, let's really get into the behind the scenes about what makes a strong COO. So the people that are out there that are second in commands, that are there to support, they can really maybe understand what steps they should be taking to be good in that role. Sure. So if you're in that second in command role, it's your job again to turn that company and to create the vision for the entrepreneur. The CEO's job is not to have the vision, it's to make the vision of the CEO actually happen. So you try to take all of the the areas off the CEO that they don't love to do or they're not great at and make sure that you build the teams and the systems and the processes to execute their dream. Um, It's it's your job to be on the same page as them and, and almost execute the decisions as if you were the CEO of the company. So Cameron, how do you kind of want to bring this to a conclusion here? Because you've launched COO Alliance, you have some cool things going on. Like what are some calls to action that you want to make sure that our listeners get from this conversation that we just had? Let's kind of wrap this up in a nice bow. The core of my content is really encapsulated in my three current books. My first book is Double Double. The second is Meeting Suck. And the third is the one that I co-authored with Hal Elrod, The Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs. So those are all must reads for sure. And then a lot of my content's also available on my website at CameronHerald.com and my videos of all my speaking events. My speaking events are quite hard to actually get into because most are private, but those videos can be downloaded and watched online with your members. 
Love all of that. That's Double Double Fire Nation meeting suck in the miracle morning for entrepreneurs. So Cameron, let's end this interview on fire with you giving us a parting piece of guidance. Then the best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. You know what the big one is for me is none of us are getting out of this alive, right? This is just what we do to make money <laughs> and really is more about how can we spend more time with our friends and our family and really connecting with our passions because what we do day to day to make money is supposed to serve the rest of our lives. So I'm highly encouraging people to work a normal work day, never work nights, never work weekends. Use that time to reconnect with your hobbies and if you don't have some, go get some. Go get some hobbies, Fire Nation. And guess what? You're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And today you've been hanging out with CH and JLD. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. And if you type Cameron in the search bar, his show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about today. Also a link to episode 337 where Cameron rocked the mic talking to us about his journey as an entrepreneur. Again, the, the worst moment, the aha moment, et cetera. So listen to that one as well. And again, great books to read, Double Double, Meetings Suck, and The Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs. Cameron, thank you for coming back on EO Fire. Thank you for dropping these value bombs. For that, brother, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Cameron today. And if you want to check out our free podcasting course, just head over to freepodcastcourse.com so that you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast. I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. The best way to build a meaningful relationship with your audience that's scalable is email. And Constant Contact makes it easy. See how you can be a marketer. Sign up for a free trial today at constantcontact.com slash podcast. That's constantcontact.com slash podcast.